Hey, welcome to the Outside Church in Port St. Lucie, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many can feel the presence of God today? There is something special in the house, and we need to take advantage when the Holy Spirit is moving. Because when the Holy Spirit is moving, my life cannot be the same. I need to leave out of this house completely transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The waters are moving in the house today. You may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. God bless you, church. It is always an honor to uh, be standing here and to be delivering the word of God for you all today and I pray that God can speak to you just as he spoke to me through this sermon. Amen. Go ahead and um, grab your Bibles and open it up to Joel. Joel chapter 2 verse 28. Joel chapter 2 verse 28. This is going to be my main text. However, I am going to be reading from chapter 1 and 2 throughout this sermon. So uh, Joel chapter 2 verse 28 says this. Then after this, say with me after this, say with me after this, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. And in those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants, men and women alike. It is word of God. Amen. So today my theme is after this. After this. I want you to go ahead and tell your neighbor uh, after this. After this. So today I want to go ahead and take you on a quick journey um, from a prophet named Joel. His word means Yahweh is God, which means he is Lord. He was an early prophet in the Old Testament. And the time that Joel was living in was not a very easy time. Um, We're going to go ahead and learn about what was happening at the specific time that he was living in. Now, in verse 1 says this, chapter 1, verse 1. The Lord gave this message to Joel. The Lord gave this message to Joel. When we read the word, we have to really analyze what the word of God is saying. And when we actually understand later on what is going on, you'll be memorized that in the middle of what Joel was going through, still the word of God came upon Joel. The Bible does not say that the news spoke to Joel. The Bible does not say that the doctor spoke to Joel. No, God himself spoke to Joel. And it does not matter what you're going through right now. It doesn't matter you are in the middle of this pandemic. It doesn't matter of your uh, brokenness. It does not matter. God still has the ability to still speak to his people. All we got to do is open our ears and say, God, I need you to speak to me in the middle of my mess in the middle of my brokenness, in the middle of what I'm going through, God, I still need to speak to you. I still need you to speak to you. I still need you to to, to speak to me, God. Are you guys desperate to hear the voice of God? I am so sick and tired of the news. 
I want to hear what God wants to say to his church now. God is still speaking. But are you listening? God is always speaking. But are we still listening? And in verse 2, it says that it begins to describe what they're going through. The Bible says that locusts are eating the crops. That the grains have dried up. That the trees and the branches are being destroyed. In other words, right now what they were going through was a season of lack. There was no uh, production. Every time that the word of God describes where the, the crops are not being produced, where the trees and the branches are being destroyed, it's talking about lack of production. Okay? And one of the verses that says this, has anything like this has happened before? Has anything like this has happened before? Right now, 4.8 million people are unemployed as we speak. The stock market is not working the way that it used to. Businesses are being shut down because they're not able to produce like they did before. Even churches are being closed down. This is our reality. And health professionals have said that although pandemics in the past has existed, nothing like this has happened before. Chapter 2 says that armies began to rise up. Nothing like this has ever happened before. That fires burnt right in front of them. This is what they were going through. And it says that fear grabbed a hold on people. Does this sound familiar to you? Where right now, where we are living in, people are afraid to even walk out of their house. People are afraid of this pandemic, of this deadly disease. And fear has even hit people inside the church. And right now, I declare that free will be gone out of your life in the name of Jesus. I cancel fear now in the name of Jesus because fear did not come from God. And if it did not come from God, I don't want it. So I declare right now that every person that is in this building, that you've been fearful, that you've been terrified. I declare that you are set loose in the name of Jesus. That fear will not grab over your body. That fear will not grab over your mind. I declare your mind mind free. I declare your body free in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, this COVID will not kill you. You shall not die, but you shall surely live. I cancel, I cancel, I cancel fear now in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar. Boo-boo, you ain't gonna die. You ain't gonna die, boo-boo. You're gonna live. Get a hold of yourself. Rise up. Take authority. Take authority. Fear does not belong to me. Fear don't belong to the church. God gave the authority and the full power to the church of God. Where is your authority? Where is your power? God has not given you a spirit of fear, 
but a love power and sound mind. So the next time fear want to creep up on you, say fear, uh-uh. Not today, Satan. Not today. I got full authority. I got full power. I will live free. I will live stress-free. Cancel anxiety. I cancel it now in the name of Jesus. I know I'm getting in trouble with the devil today, but I can care less because I cancel that in the name of Jesus. Cancel anxiety. I cancel it now. You will sleep like you never slept before. You will work like you never worked before. Be loose. Be loose. In the name of Jesus Christ. Be free by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what these people were going through. Fearful. Oh my gosh. There's no grain. There's no production. What are we going to do? What happened? What's going on? What's going to happen to me tomorrow? How am I going to feed my kids tomorrow? They let go of me and my job. What am I supposed to do? I, I, I have a fever. I, I think I got COVID. Well, what am I supposed to do? Fear. Fear. This is our present reality. This is our present reality. And so, Job stands up. See, because so, somebody got to stand up and say something. Somebody got to stand up and say something. The church, where you at in this pandemic? God said, nah, I'm going to choose Joel. This man is going to say what I want my people to hear. And Joel stands up and says, thus says the Lord. The Lord is saying, turn to me now. While you still got time. Give me your heart. And come with me, not empty handed. But come with me with fasting, with weeping. Return to your God, for he is merciful. So Joel stands up in the middle of what they're going through. He says, I hear God's voice, and he's saying, it's time to repent. It's time to repent. Second Chronicles 7, 14 says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways and then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive them and heal their land. Bible says if my people, not the world, if my people, if my children were to humble themselves and pray and seek my face in spirit and in truth, and then I will heal. And then I will restore. See, the problem of us sometimes, that we want the healing. We want the victory. We want the restoration. But we don't want to repent. We don't want to humble ourselves. God ain't looking for your title right now. 
He ain't looking at your position. He ain't looking at the type of car that you drive. He's not looking at anything else right now. He's looking at your heart. So I know repentance is not a real churchy word, but I'm sorry. I got to say what God told me to say. It's time to repent. It's time to repent. There's a difference between confession and repentance. Confession is you just stating I did something wrong, but repentance is you stating you did something wrong and you don't do it again. There's a difference. We can confess all we want, but there's not changed behavior. It's not valid. So God says, right now in this time, in this pandemic, I want my people to repent. But Pastor Marsha, I don't do nothing. Yes, you do. We all fall short of the glory of God. Each and every single day, ain't nobody perfect. We all fall short of the glory of God. And every day that we wake up in the morning, we say, God, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me because I have sinned against you. Forgive me, God, because I haven't praised you the way that I needed to be praising you. Forgive me, oh God, for now reading your word the way that I, I should. Forgive me, God, because I talk real bad about my brother and my sister. God, forgive me. God, forgive me. Repentance is what God is needing from his church now. If we don't see God now, in the middle of what we're going through, what makes you think you're going to see God when things get worse? If we don't seek his presence, like we're supposed to be seeking him. My question to you is, what more God has to do to grab your attention? What more does God have to do? What more does God have to allow in order to get our attention? We want the blessings, but we don't want to humble ourselves. We want the victory, but we don't want to repent. I kill the spirit of pride now in the name of Jesus. I cancel the spirit of pride now in the name of Jesus. Thinking that you don't have to owe nobody apology. Boo-boo, no. When you humble yourself. When you humble yourself, you allow God to move in a supernatural way in your life. Repentance is what God is seeking now. Now. He said, let the priest come in the Lord's presence. Come to the temple and worship me. Come to the temple and worship me. Specifically meant priests, which was leaders, high positions. Begins with us as pastors, as leaders of this church. Repentance is what God is seeking now. But then, what I love about God is that he just does not leave us in our mess. But there's always an ending to it. 
And in chapter 2, verse 18 says, And then the Lord became jealous for his land and had pity on his people. In other words, other versions says that God honored his land. He said, hold on. I'm seeing my church worship me more than ever. I'm seeing my people humble themselves. I see my people praying and seeking me and fasting. You know what? Now I'm going to be able to honor them. Because there is a reward when you obey God. I heard a preacher the other day said a difference between credit and honor. That credit is you just getting a reward for doing something good. For instance, if I tell my husband, take out the trash, but he goes ahead and washes the dishes, he will get credit, but he will not get honor. Honor is doing something that, you, that God said for you to do. It's basically for you to be in the will of God. And I don't want credit from men. I want honor from God. There is a difference. Are you being credited by God now or are you being honored by him? It's not sufficient just to do good deeds right now. What's in your heart? It's not sufficient just to do good stuff right now. But what's behind your heart? What is your intention? Are you doing what God is calling you to do? And in verse 19, my favorite that says, God told his people, I am now going to be sending you grain. I'm going to be sending you new wine. And I'm going to be sending you olive oil. And I said, God, why in the middle of what they're going through, you asking for repentance. Now you're going to honor them. But why are you going to send them wine? And why are you going to send them oil? And I heard the voice of the Lord say, Marsha, there are two of them, wine and olive oil, is stored in dark places. But one of them is able to last longer than the other. And in the middle right now of what we're going through, in the middle of this pandemic, God is telling you that in this season and in this time, I'm sending fresh oil to my people. I'm sending fresh anointing upon my people. I know you've probably been pressed like the oil, but like the olive, but God is saying, I am producing oil out of you. I am producing oil out of you. Not only am I going to send new fresh oil, but I'm also going to send new wine, which means that you're not going to get tired which means you're gonna continue continue you ain't gonna give up you ain't gonna give up you're not gonna be tired you're not gonna be weary but you're gonna keep going you're gonna keep pressing no matter what is going on in this time and in this season God is saying I'm, I'm, I'm sending new oil receive anointing now in the name of Jesus I know you've been pressed baby I know it's been hard but it's just making you better it's making you wiser it's making you stronger hallelujah hallelujah it's just producing oil out of you it's producing anointing out of you not only that it says I the Lord would now fight for you 
and I will do great things now. Say with me now. Say with me now. I will do great things now. I serve a God that it does not matter what season we are in in this earth. He is still God. He's still a miracle worker. He's still a promise keeper. He's still a God of miracles. So no matter what my eyes see, I still believe God to do great and mighty things now. Say with me now. Say with me now. Are you believing God for something today? I don't know about you, but I got some petitions in my pocket now that I'm saying, God, I need you to do things now. I need, I can't wait for tomorrow. I can't wait for a year today. I need you to do things now. Now. Now in the name of Jesus. God's still healing now. God is still healing now. My bro, Junior, I said, Junior, can I testify, please? Can I testify? He's like, sure, the Holy Spirit leads you. And I said, all right, I got to testify. Junior has been faithful and loyal to his job. How many years? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, you can. Nice. Make sure you lower that back afterwards. <laughs> so... Amen. <laughs> um, well, man, if I told you how how uh, how good God is, yeah, just be like, man, shut up. <laughs> Why are you lying? Um, so just this past week, um, just in case somebody from work is watching, can't say how much I make, but <laughs> um, I just got a a raise you know, from, from my uh, yearly evaluation. And it was a pretty good raise. Um, and I'm like, hallelujah. God, Amen. you are hallelujah so good. Amen, hallelujah raise. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, this past week on Wednesday, uh, the vice president of the company comes into my office and and he sits down and he asks me, Elazar, I want to give you this opportunity and make you the production manager of the shop. <laughs> and with, with all that, you know, and as he's leaving, he's like, there's a substantial raise on top of that. I'm just like, my God. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Who gets two raises in a week? Yo, I declare that upon my own self. I'm getting two calls this week, baby. Who gets two raises in one week? The people of God. When you honor God, he honors you. the middle of a pandemic getting two raises come on only God only God because he is still doing great things now the word says tell my people I will give you what you want I will give back to you what you lost from the locust, what was robbed from you because you repented. It is my season now of honoring you and I will give you back what you lost.
Somebody better grab that word right now. I declare that right now, whatever the devil thought that he lo- that he stole from me is returning to me. And it's not only returning to me, but it's returning to me even greater. Because when God gives you something, it's always better than what it was be- before. It's being brought back to you. Double the blessing. What the locust, what you thought that you lost in the past season, God is saying, I'm restoring it to you. Restitution. Better than it was before. You lost your job, it's okay. Another door is going to open with greater money. You've been diagnosed with something, it's okay. You're just giving room for God to get all the glory and all the honor. In the middle of what they were going through, God says, I'm going to do great things now. I'm going to give you an overflow. I'm going to give you back what you want. I'm going to give back to you what you lost from the locust. And then, it says this. And then after this, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. See, we preach this so many times, but we don't know what happened before. This is what they had to go through before. The, lo- the, the, the lost, the sickness, all of these things. But then God said, but then after this, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. All people. Don't be alarmed that after this is hap- that after this occurs, because I strongly believe that this has an expiration date. That we're not going to live in this for the rest of our lives. That COVID nineteen has an expiration date, because of the word of God says that that heaven and earth may pass away, but the word of God will not. So I believe the word of the Lord. I believe the promises of God. And when this ends, I strongly believe that we're going to see one of the greatest revivals that we have ever seen in our life. Revival will begin with us, the church. And I will pour out my spirit upon all people, all colors, all nations, all tongues. I will pour out my spirit. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. It's saying about a younger generation. A younger generation. That you will prophesy. Thus says the Lord. The prophetic and prophecy is nothing spooky. It's you just saying what God is telling you to say. And I believe that now, even in this hour as I speak, God is preparing a younger generation to rise up with boldness by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you will speak what God has told you to say. Parent, if you are here and your children are not in church, it's okay. You begin to declare and say, my son and my daughter will prophesy. My son and my daughter are still called by God. Your old men will dream dreams corporately, which means everybody, not only the younger generation, but also the older generation. And your young men will see vision. 
Because a man without a vision has no direction. That's why it is so important that if you are the head of the household, you have to have vision. And in those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants. Men and women are like servants. One of the lowest class back then, the lowest job. Which means this tells me that even the unqualified, you will be part of this revival. The hidden, the rejected, you will be part of this. Please stand to your feet. After this, after this, after this, we will see great and mighty things. In prayer, I heard the voice of the Lord say this, Marsha, tell my bride to prepare herself. Tell my bride to prepare herself. And I said, God, what is this? And every time that the word of God says bride is referring to the church. But it is also referring to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And so me and you are part of his bride. And we need to take advantage of what is happening now to prepare ourselves. Because whether we like it or not, we must understand that Jesus is coming back. But the question is, are you ready? Are you preparing yourself for when that day comes? No one knows the hour. Nobody knows the day. But he is coming back for his church. Revelations, it says that the bride makes herself available to him. Are you available to God? God is not coming back for a busy church. He's coming back for an available church. Are you available? Then after this, this too shall pass, church. And we will get through this together. Please bow your heads and close your eyes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. You are in this place, God. And I thank you for your word, oh Lord. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Right now, if you are in this place and you need to give yourself to God, your life to God, tomorrow is not promised. If you're watching us through Facebook, through social media, and you want to give yourself, your, you want to accept God as your personal Savior, today is a day. Tomorrow can be too late. Open up your heart to Him. It would be the best decision that you will ever do if you are even in this place and you need to reconcile your life with Jesus he is here to welcome you with open arms he is in this place 
If you need prayer, just lift your hands and we're going to begin to declare some things tonight. If you feel like this word was for you, just lift your hands. We're going to do a prayer. We're going to do a prayer. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, just begin to talk to God. Come on, talk to God and say, God, this is my need. This is what, this is, this is what I'm going through, oh God. Everything is easy for him. Everything is easy for him. Nothing is impossible for God. Come on and just lift up a voice today.